In Proverbs chapter 1, God's word says this. And it speaks of wisdom as one crying out to us, calling us to a different way. Starting at verse 20 says this, and I'm going to read down through the end of the chapter. Wisdom cries aloud in the streets. In the market, she raises her voice. At the head of the noisy streets, she cries out. And at the entrance of the city gates, she speaks. How long, O simple ones, will you love being simple? How long will scoffers delight in their scoffing and fools hate knowledge? If you turn at my reproof, behold, I will pour out my spirit to you. I will make my words known to you because I have called and you refuse to listen, have stretched out my hand and no one is heeded because you have ignored all my counsel and would have none of my reproof. I will laugh at your calamity. I will mock when your terror strikes you. When terror strikes you like a storm and when your calamity comes like a whirlwind, when distress and anguish come upon you, then you will call upon me, but I will not answer. They will seek me diligently, but you will not find me because they hated knowledge and did not choose the fear of the Lord. Would have none of my counsel and despise all my reproof. Therefore, they shall eat of the fruit of their way. And have their fill of their own devices. For the simple are killed by their turning away. And the complacency of fools destroys them. But whoever listens to me will dwell secure. And he will be at ease without dread of disaster. God calls us to wisdom. He calls us to wisdom. It's the big teaching of the book of Proverbs. Be wise. Be wise. Follow after me. And and this beautiful urging picture of the voice of woman wisdom saying, Come, come over here. I've got something for you. I've got something special for you. Something that you need. Something that will save you from, from future problems and calamity. Something that will be different than you're hearing and it's different than your own ideas. I need to input into your life. God's wisdom. He gives it to us. He's laid it out for us. And what do you think of God's wisdom? The book of Proverbs uses the term wisdom, but the whole Bible, every word of it, is God speaking to us. He's speaking clearly in written words so that we can mull it over and understand and hear the commands and hear the direction and understand who He is. And what do we do with that? We we get to know God's way And then we lay it down as one of the options of life. There's God's way, and then there's my way, or the world's way. And the question is, which way are you going to go? How are you going to apply what God has shared with you on the decisions and steps of life? As you think about this, uh, I want to tell you... uh, I think of all the options of life. Um, It's interesting when we go to restaurants, most of us want big menus. Uh, 
And the reason we want big menus is because we're kind of picky. And we like what we like. And if everyone's getting one thing, we probably want, well, can I have mine different? I just have something different. I'm a little bit different than everybody else. And I kind of think of myself as special or a special case. And so as we come to God's word and we hear it, I fear that we see it as an option to listen to. Um, If something's an option, uh, how do you feel? Let me me ask you this. Uh, Those of you who have been to high school and maybe even college, if the teacher says, yeah, there's an optional book you can read, you know, you almost want to cross it out and say, this is a book I'm not reading, okay? There's optional paper you could turn in. Not a chance, you know. Uh, there's options in life. You, we, we look at that and we go, I, I don't want... I already have too much. I got too. I got stuff of my own. I don't need any options. I know the youth pastor uh, bemoans this to me all the time. Uh, that teachers say, "You got homework tonight. You got homework tonight. If you don't turn it in, you're going to fail." Okay. Coaches say, "Mandatory practice. You're going to be there, or you don't get to play, and I'll be mad at you forever." Uh, a boss says, hey, you know, you need to be there. It's mandatory. This is a, and, and Brandon goes, it drives me nuts. He says, I want to say about Wednesday night Bible. Mandatory. You'll be kicked out of the kingdom. You know, it, it, it's not like that though, is it? It's optional. The compelling deal of wisdom is this though, is that it's not, uh, God calling us and saying, hey, I've got an idea for your life and it might be good. He's not saying it might be good. He's saying it, this is the best for you. This is the way to avoid pain in life. This is the way to experience blessing. This is the way to jump on the highway. This is the way to get the life that I've saved you for. He extends his hand to us in wisdom and he says, come, leave your simple ways, your ignorant ways. Simple is a nice word. It just sounds, oh yeah, I like the simple life. It means the one who isn't very smart and doesn't get it. He says, come, you who are simple, you lack understanding. Come, I I have something special for you that will make, uh, it it will help you make sense out of this crazy life. God extends his hand in wisdom to us. And this morning, where we're going with this is, I I fear that we say, yeah, but I'm going to take a different option. I've got a better idea. My family did it in a different way and it worked out just fine. We're great. God calls to us and he says, come my way, follow me. If you turn over to Proverbs 22, wisdom calls out, it calls out to us. God is extending his hand saying, please come. I'm available to you. I want to lead you. 
And in Proverbs chapter 22, we're going to be looking at verses 17 and 18. What do we do when we are given wisdom? We, we, we've got the word of God. We, we hear its words. What do we do with it? Chapter 22, verse 17 says this. Incline your ear and hear the words of the wise. And apply your heart to knowledge. For it will be pleasant. Be pleasant if you keep them within you, if all of them are ready on your lips. As we read that, what do you hear? What do you hear? It is interesting. I, I didn't set Leo up for this. Leo, Leo helped me out here in the surprise box. Did you hear what he said? Listen. Listen. You didn't listen. I, I that couldn't have been a better deal. That big old shark teeth. I didn't set to, uh, uh, Matthew up for that either. But just you know, a big old shark tooth. Wouldn't that freak you out? Wouldn't that freak you out if a shark was you know? You see that big tooth. Hey, how's it going? Uh, and, and 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 the warnings of life that God gives us and He extends to us and He says, I I have something for you and. Not just, this is the problem with our culture today and it's probably always been the culture. It's always been the heart of man that they love to talk about wisdom. They love to bat around ideas and and figure out who's the smartest. They love reading books and getting education and becoming the smartest guy in the room. We love it. But when it comes to wisdom, it's not just about knowing. It's about hearing. It's about hearing. It's about letting it in. It's not just about hearing the facts of the news, but rather that you would take it in. I'll read it to you again in Proverbs chapter 22, verse 17. Incline your ear and hear the words of the wise. Apply your heart to my knowledge, for it will be pleasant to you if you keep them within you, if all, if all of them are ready on your lips. What happens here is this, and we'll, we'll move from the, this idea of listening. We have got to have this listening ear that, that hears the word of God, that, that thirsts for it, thirsts for it. Um. Do you want to know what God says? Do you want to know what God says? Um, what's your life all about? What's your life all about? Is it is it one where daily, moment by moment, you want to hear what God says? You, you come to this fork in the road, this decision that you make, and, and the first thing you say to yourself is, I, I want to know what God says about this. I want to hear from God. As I think of our young people heading out and uh, choosing another church, um, there are better churches in the world than Bear Valley Church. There's many other great churches in the world. Go to one where they're concerned about hearing what God says. They're thirsting for it. They're, they're wanting to know it. Not that they want to know the Word of God so they can be smarter than everybody else. 
but that they would hear the word of God because they want to they want to hear from him. Knowing that he loves them, knowing that he's all wise, that they want to hear from him. We need to listen. We need to listen. When you come to a decision in life, what do you do? What do you do? When you're struggling raising your kids, what do you do? You know what most of us do? We Google it. We Google it. We say, uh, yeah, uh, I want to get all the answers you can possibly get. And the one on top should be the best because it's on top and Google said so. Okay? It's the top answer, you know. And, and, and we'll listen to anybody and we'll collect all these ideas. And then we'll say, I'll just pick one of them. The one that seems smartest to me. We do this in relationship too. We gather all the opinions of all of our friends. And then we go, I kind of like what they said. You know why we most of the time choose one of our friends' opinions over the other? Because it agrees with us. You know what? I, let, let me assure you of this. Uh, I've been around the Scripture my whole life, not because I chose it, but because my parents raised me in the church. And then when I was old enough, I could choose for myself, and I chose to follow after God. And, and you know what happens about reading the Scripture? God's not concerned about agreeing with me. Uh, it, it doesn't have like it, it doesn't agree with me. God is giving me the right answer. He's not slapping me on the back as I jump off the cliff. You know that's what some of your friends are doing to you. In your parenting, in your marriages, in, in the way you you look at the importance of life and where you spend your time and your money. You, there's people that agree with you, but they don't agree with God. And so you're choosing to listen to not your loving, wise God, but you're choosing to listen to some secondary answer and in most cases, wrong answers. This comes up all the time. Listen. Um, I want to guilt you this morning into listening to God. I want to tell you, Proverbs is not a book about God's going to hate you if you don't follow his ways. Proverbs is a book of a loving God saying, I've got a better way for you, and you're going to be in pain if you don't take it. You're going to be in pain. Some of you are in pain right now because you're unwilling to listen to God. Incline your ear and hear the words of the wise. Apply your heart to my knowledge, for it will be pleasant to you. (laughs) Pleasant. Pleasant. Do you get that? Your life will be pleasant if you listen to God. Most of the time we go, oh, my my life's going to be awful if I don't get what I want. If I don't don't do what I want and get what I want, my life's going to be a drag. And God says, no, 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 you don't quite understand how this works. What I have for you is that which will be pleasant to you. Your life will be best if you follow me. So we need to listen, to listen to his wisdom. You turn over to Proverbs chapter 4. 
this idea of listening, um, it, it's it, it's not just the idea of hearing. Um, it's not just the idea of hearing. Uh, most of us do pretty well hearing. It's what we do with what we've heard. Proverbs is not saying in wisdom, it's that you need to really focus and listen, but that this listening would uh, go to action, that it would somehow come into your life. The word apply was in that last passage. As we look at this one, chapter 4, verse 14, says this. It says, Do not enter the path of the wicked, and do not walk in the way of evil. When I hear that word path and walk, what is that meaning? What is that meaning? That uh, you shouldn't be on the same road with an evil person. That's hard, especially if you lived in the city and rush hour traffic, right? They're all out there, right? And you say, well, how does this work? Now, what does this mean? Uh, in the scripture, both Old Testament and New Testament have nuances of this, of this idea of the path of life, the road of life and and walking upon that road walking because that's the way they lived they were making progress they were going about their day they were walking and so he points to life and he says as you live that's walking and it matters which way you go it matters the steps that you take and so what we think up here uh, determines what we cherish up here, I should say, determines what steps we will take in life. It's a path. It's a walk. And so as we gain wisdom, as we listen to it, as we take it in, it is meant to take steps. And in the negative way, this passage says, if we allow ourselves to be in the path of the wicked and the, the, the way of the evil, we will go along that as well. Um, it's always interesting to me that this time of year, especially, um, we as parents, we are chattering around about peer pressure. We're chattering around. Who's in your son or daughter's class? Who are they hanging out with? What's going on? Who's on that team? You know, are they going to succumb and go to positive or negative peer pressure? What, what, what's going to happen? And, and we see sometimes that is the huge issue. And it is a huge issue. But there's a greater issue. Is that, Does your son or daughter cherish a better relationship than their peers? You know, what it is, you know, the path of the wicked, the, this idea of this, this way of following, they're following after God. They can brush up against that and be no big deal. But if they're not, they're just going to go with the flow. They're going to hop on that highway. It's not a highway. It's actually a rocky path. It's this path of life. It's this walk. Uh, as we look at other words that I would say, it's the idea of obeying, obeying. If you turn over to Proverbs chapter 23, I, I I clump these words together to um, to walk, to obey, and to apply. Apply. 23, verse 12. Chapter 23, verse 12. 
And we, we've already read in chapter 22, this, this we, we bumped into this word apply as well. Apply your heart to my knowledge, it said in verse chapter 22. Now in verse chapter 23, it says in verse 12, apply your heart to instruction and your ear to the words of knowledge. The picture is this, that we take the wisdom that we have heard and we put it into action. It's the idea of reading in the book or the manual and saying, okay, it says first thing I'm supposed to do is this. And then you go, okay, the first thing I'm going to do is this. It's checking in with wisdom and then going and applying it to the situation, to the life that we live. I was was teasing Brandon uh, before the service. We were talking about um, end times events, end times events. And he was talking about maybe uh, teaching another section of that in the weeks to come. And, and he said, yeah, the middle schoolers love that stuff. They love that stuff. And I said, yeah, not to necessarily apply it to their lives, but they like to have all this sci-fi type pictures in their mind. Oh, really? That reminds me of a cartoon I saw one time. And it's amazing. And I got a question, you know, and it, it's never a question that will apply to their life. It's always just a far out question. Middle schoolers are great. Um, the questions that we should be asking all the time as we seek after wisdom, as we cry out for it, as we listen, is how does this apply to my life, my life. A lot of times we like to uh, gain knowledge, not to necessarily rearrange our life. I want to tell you that God's word is meant to rearrange your life. It's not to leave it the same. It's to move things around. It's actually to throw things out and replace it with better things. And as we come to God's Word, we should be hungry and ready to march, to walk, to obey, to listen. That word obey um, is not in the Proverbs that much. And, and this is the point. This is, this is what's so hard for us to get. In love, God calls us to a different place. And some of you say, I don't like to listen to anybody. If you feel that way, Proverbs has a word for you and for me. Fool. Fool. And and if you say, I'm okay being a fool, then go online, go to one of those Bible programs that you're too cheap to buy and search fool in Proverbs and then say, you know, don't, don't do this in the Bible, but like, you know, Take out every word fool. You can do this on your computer. Search for Put it on a Word document. Put it, Search. And when you search, we find all those words fool. Then insert. Remove an insert. You, you found the word. Take that word fool out and put your name. And realize that all those things will be happening for you. Do you get this? This is dangerous stuff. Wisdom is not an option. It's not something where you say, that's one of the things I should or shouldn't do. I'll get to it someday if it fits in, if it doesn't. No, it's something that we should chase after. It's something that for us, we shouldn't just listen, but we should walk in it. We should apply it. Because it's dangerous if we don't. God calls us in love and he says, please, please apply. It's good for you. It, 
as we look back at Proverbs, I, I want to give you a negative warning. In chapter 13, verse 15. Chapter 13, verse 15. Verse 15 says this. Good sense wins favor, but the way of the treacherous is their ruin. Is their ruin. In a few other translations, uh, that second part, it says this, but the way of the unfaithful is hard. It's hard. Um, the, the idea that if we live uh, a way that is opposed to what God says, that the idea of being treacherous or doing our own thing, that our life will come to ruin. Our, our life will come to ruin. Uh, the, the picture is that, that if we don't listen to God, if we do our own thing, that's going to make our life hard. It's going to make our life hard. How do you read the news? How do you read the news? How do you hear about it when you uh, watch TV or, or see the news? Do you, do, you think, do you think about what it means for your life? And do you see things happening? And do you connect them with the scriptures? Um. I think of a couple of news items, and I want to tell you this: that that I the, the one thing I hate about the news most of all, this is the thing that just bothers me most, is death. Is death? I hate it. It doesn't matter who it is. It doesn't matter if it happened in war. It doesn't matter if it happened by accident. It doesn't matter if it happened by a gang shooting. To me, I, I just hate it when people die, because. Scars of death, you can't learn from. You just can't learn from. You know, we all have scars and we go, oh, I did this and it taught me not to be dumb. And so I, I, I'm trying to choose a different way and not do that again. But when someone dies, it's over. A uh, couple of news articles. Most of you know who Robin Williams is. Comedian. Extremely popular comedian. Extremely funny man. He took his own life. He took his own life. I, I'm not here to talk about depression. I'm not here to talk about anything. He took his own life. And I, I want to tell you that, that he was a man who didn't listen to God. He didn't listen to God. Um, and, and over a long period of time, um, the, these are the things that happen. And it, it's heartbreaking because it's over. It's over. Think of another man, a young man. Um, he's a race car driver. He's out doing race car driver things, and he's bumping, and, and he gets mad. He gets mad. Gets out of his car to confront the driver during the race, and he gets mowed down, and he's done. You, you look at things like this, and you go, an, an unwise life, not listening to God, bad things come about. And, and it may not result in your death, but it results in a hard life. And, and we say, well, God, why does God do that? I want to tell you, he, he's warning us. He's calling us to a different way. He says, I've got something better for you. 
And we shove him aside and say, I got my own ideas. And he tells us that that you will experience the consequences of your wrong decisions. Turn back over to Proverbs chapter 1. And I want to tie this up for us this morning. We've already read this passage, but I, I want you to remember uh, and, and focus in on the last part of chapter 1. Uh, he, wisdom calls out to us, and most of us are unwilling to listen. And so when bad things come, we won't have wisdom available for us, and we will be out on our own, and the joke will be on us. But if you look at the end um, of chapter 1, verses 32 and 33, he says this, For the simple are killed by their turning away, and the complacency of fools destroys them. But listen to this. But whoever listens to me will dwell secure and will be at ease without dread of disaster. Look at that last verse. Look at it. Stare at it. Whoever listens to me will dwell secure and will be at ease without dread. That will be you if you listen to wisdom. Most of us seek the easy life. We seek the life of, of, of pleasant times and good things. And I want to tell you, the way to find that is to listen to God who loves you very much. He extends his hand in wisdom to you and he says, I will help you if you will listen, if you obey, if you will apply. This morning, um, I want you to consider if you're listening to God right now, if you're doing your own thing, the big and the small the big and the small, to be able to say that I am listening to God. I want God to have his way in my life. I want to tell you that God extends his hand to you and he wants to help you out of the mess that you have made. If you say, I I don't want his help, you will experience the pain of rejecting him. Please join with me in prayer. Father God, I asked... I ask that you would do your work in our midst here this morning. And I pray that um, we would listen, that this would not fall on deaf ears, uh, that it would not fall on cold and stubborn hearts, but ones that are ready and willing and want to change. God, may we fear not listening to you. And and God, may we um, be thrilled and love to taste of your goodness. May we enjoy walking with you and experiencing the refreshment that comes from following you. God, may we be people who love hearing from you. We thank you in Jesus' name. Amen.